Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am C.L. Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. Before we get into our first world problem today, I wanted to give a few shout outs to some people that I know watch and listen and support the podcast. And the first one is to Ty Odiasi. He got engaged. He got engaged to Corey. That's how I say my cousin name, Corey. This, now, this is not my cousin he got engaged to, but his fiance's name is, is Corey. So I just wanted to shout out to him. God's blessings on your marriage. Some other people that I want to shout out um, saw some of the comments on YouTube. Randy, Jan, Elaine, Julie, and Sherry. Shout out to you as well. Going back to Ty Odiasi, something super cool about him is he's a Christian athlete who's overseas. And he has something called Day in the Life of an Overseas Pro. So if you are thinking about being a professional athlete one day, this is something I would definitely recommend that you actually check out and see, like, how is it? How is he balancing it? He does a great job of, of displaying that and kind of putting it on full display. So, so check that out sometime. Now, our first world problem question today. We are enamored in our society and our culture with like soap operas and that messy stuff and reality TV shows. But did you ever think or realize that the Bible has some of that messiness, has some of that soap opera stuff, has some of that reality TV type feel to it? I know some of you like, man, it doesn't come close to all American or Outer Bank or whatever else you, you watching on TV, euphoria, whatever you want to say you're talking about or, or fall in love with watching on TV. Now, our first world problem question today comes from Genesis chapter 39. I'm going back to my man, Joseph. And the question is this, because I told you that the Bible has some messiness and some soap opera stuff. But the difference with the Bible is the director is God. And when God is the director, that means the Holy Spirit can work and you actually can get a valuable lesson out of it or realize like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Or, oh, I should do that. This is how you should move. This is how you shouldn't move. A lot of times when you just watch that stuff on TV, they just leave it for you and like make it think it's all good. And, and it's not all good. Now, our first world problem question today is this. Remember Potiphar, Potiphar's wife was the one throwing it at Joseph, like, come to bed with me, baby. Yeah, that, that was her. And the question I have is, did any of the household servants, any of the servants that lived or worked among Joseph, did they think she was lying or did they all just take her word for, for being truth? Now, I'm going to read this from Genesis chapter 39, verse 12 through 19. And I want you just to think about that. Do you think any of the servants that were working amongst Joseph were like, hold up, she lying. Something don't sound right. This is what it says. It says she caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. You know, that's that's cap, right? It says, when he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out the house. She kept his cloak beside her until her master came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought to us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out the house. When his master heard the story of his wife, when the when his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. So I got I just always wonder, like, were any of the household servants like, 
you know she a little sweet, man. She she beautiful. I don't know why she did it, but you know she was throwing it at Joseph the whole time. Did they all believe her? What do you think? I would love to hear from you on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Do you think some people that were working with Joseph, do you think any other household servants were like, hold up, you know Potiphar's wife was really throwing it at Joseph. He ain't do nothing to that woman. Or do you think they all believed her? I want to hear what you think. And I would love to hear from you. This is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is True or False, Only God Can Judge Me. This is the first episode in a four-part series that we're going to go through. But looking at that statement, only God can judge me. Do you agree or do you disagree with that statement? Now, now think about this. We really and honestly, truly, we make judgments all the time. If you think about your dating life, why did you date this person or you didn't date that person? Because you made a judgment about them, judgment about that person. You think about when you go for a job and there's an interview process. People have to make judgments about you. You even go back to our first world problem. Joseph had to make a judgment about Potiphar's wife. And think about if Joseph would have made a judgment when Potiphar's wife said, "Ooh, come to bed with me. And Joseph was like, well, I thought she was just kidding. Or I thought she wanted me to go to bed. And Joseph would have had all his clothes taken off. and said, Well, I thought she was just kidding. I thought she was just playing around. We would be like, Joseph. You stupid. You real, real stupid. Now, for the most part, judgments aren't bad to us as long as we think that they're positive. So if they're a positive judgment, we usually cool with it. We don't mind being judged in that regard. I guess the only time we would be mad at a positive judgment is if I was if you were trying to talk to a woman or a girl and she was like, oh, you too nice for me. I like bad boys. You would be like, man, I'm tough. I, I, I'm mean. That's probably the only time we would not want a positive judgment to work on our behalf. But the passage that people use a lot of times for that only God can judge me comes from Matthew 7 verse 1. And that passage is do not judge or you too will be judged. And we're definitely going to look at that. But the meaning that people really take away from that a lot of times is don't tell me that I'm wrong. Please don't tell me that I'm wrong. Even the people that say I hate judgmental people. You saying you hate judgmental people is a judgment and you're being judgy yourself. That's very hypocritical, isn't it? Now, there are reasons that people say don't judge me, though. And and what are those reasons? One of the reasons is people don't want to be caught out on their mess. They want people to see them in a certain light. And they're like, I want to do what I do and get what I get. Let me be. I don't want you calling me. out. I don't need you calling me out. The second reason is. At times we feel like somebody is being hypocritical and that that annoys us. And it's like, dude, wait, you calling me out and you just did that or you allowed this to happen to you or you responding that way. But you want to say something to me. How dare you? You being hypocritical. Or the third thing that that bothers us when we feel like people are judging us is we feel like the person is actually being like their God. They're being too uppity. They're being too self-righteous. And this actually has a has a valid point, because how many times do people base their right and wrong off of their own personal feelings? How many times do people base their right and wrong? They base their judgments off of my truth. But on this episode of true or false, only God can judge me. It's very clear that we base right and wrong. We base our judgments off of God's word. We base it off of the good book. We base it off of what he says. It's not based off of. My truth or your truth is based off of God's truth. So that question of 
Only God can judge me. Is it true or false? I mean, kind of. God is the ultimate um, judge. And for me to say, you're going to heaven or hell and I can dictate that, like, that's a lie. That That is true. Only God can judge you in that regard. But what does God say in his word about us judging? There are actually times that, that God tells us that we should judge. So why and what are those times that God wants us to judge? Let's look at Ezekiel 3, verse 18 and 19. But before we do that, something I got to point out, when you do judge people, it helps so much to actually have a relationship with them and they can feel like you have love for them or you can have compassion for them or you're trying to help them or you're trying to glorify God. But I'm going to tell you this, even when you love people and you're doing it from a good place, sometimes they just don't want to hear it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But in Ezekiel 3, verse 18 and 19, it tells us very clear why we should judge. It should be to turn people away from wickedness. Listen to what this passage says. When I say to a wicked person, you surely would die and you do not warn them. Now, warning is giving them God's truth, giving them God's word, not giving them your truth, not giving them what they want to hear or they what they feel is best. Giving them God's truth is the warning. It says you and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life. That wicked person will die for their sin and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person and they do not turn from their wickedness or from their evil ways, they will die for their sin. But you will have saved yourself. So just think about that. God wants us to speak truth to people. He wants us to try to turn people away from their wicked ways. But we don't give them my truth. We don't give them the culture truth. We give them his truth. We give him give them the ultimate truth, the absolute truth. Now, something you got to realize as a God fearing person, as, as a Christian, we want to be corrected. We want to be rebuked. Like I do this podcast and I have somebody review it. Shout out to Pastor Shoopy. I want him to call me out and to correct me if I say some stuff that's out of pocket or out of line. I want him to do that. And as a God-fearing person, that's something that you should desire and want to do. Look at what Proverbs 9 verse 8 says. It distinguishes a worldly person versus a godly person. It says, do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. So think about that. When you get rebuked, do you hate somebody? Because then you're a mocker. It says rebuke the wise and they will love you. Listen to what Proverbs 27 verse 5 verse 6. Proverbs 27 verse 5 and 6 says. It says better is open rebuke than hidden love. That sounds like a rap song. That could be a song. That could be a whole title of an album right there. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Like there's no point of hiding and saying, well, I love them. I just don't want to say anything. So no, you you got you to gotta rebuke them. You got to correct them when the opportunity is there. Because... Part of loving somebody is judging somebody. Now, this is the tiptoeing around generation where it's like, man, I don't know what to say. I really don't want to do that. I just want to support my friend. I just want to love them. But sometimes loving them is, is judging them. Sometimes it's correcting them. Sometimes it's rebuking them and telling them, like, hey, you're wrong. But look at what Ephesians 5 verse 11 says to us. It says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. You know how many times we support the fruitless deeds of darkness or we are liking somebody's picture or we're praising somebody or we're commenting on it or we're highlighting it or we're talking about it like it's all good. When this passage clearly tells us have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds. Not only do we have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds, but we don't expose them. And in fact, we support the mess. We support the darkness. Like that's not what God wants us to do. It's not. Now, why should we judge, though? What's, what's another reason? To build others up. It tells us in Romans 15, verse 2, it tells us about the ability or the 
the responsibility and what happens when you share positivity. It says each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up, to build them up. Give people their flowers, especially when you see someone living a, a God fearing life or, or trying to follow God. You have no idea how to at times how that can inspire or keep somebody on that path. And remember that path of doing things God's way is narrow because, you know, on the other side, the devil is saying, jump off this path. The enemy is saying, do this, go that direction. But you have no idea how that love and that compassion could keep them inspired or keep them focused on, on Christ and his truths. Now, in this episode of True or False, Only God Can Judge Me, how should we judge? Because we see that there are times we definitely should judge. But how should that judgment look? Uh, John tells us in chapter 7, verse 24, it says this. Stop judging by mere appearances. A lot of times we're judging based off the wrong things. It says, but instead, judge correctly judge using God's word, judge the fruit. Like what's the fruit? What do you mean by that? Matthew seven, verse 15 says this. It says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. It goes on to say in verse 20, thus by their fruit, you will recognize them. So their fruit, that's their actions. That's their deeds. That's the things that they're, they're saying to you. Does it match what God's word says? That's what you should be judging people off the fruit, the actions. And it tells us we can do that. And remember, I talked about Matthew chapter seven. Well, at the beginning of this chapter, it's really looking at the fact that, all right, don't be a hypocrite. And the same expectation that you have for that person, that other person, make sure that you have it for yourself. It's not there to compare or to make ourselves self-righteous or to lift myself up while stepping on somebody else. That's not the point of judging. The point of judging is to turn people from the wickedness, get them closer to God, get them focused on God and, and to love them in the proper way and to glorify God. Romans chapter two, verse 21 and 22 gets at that fact. Like you, you want to call somebody out for stealing, but you still it would be like, man, I can't believe you steal from your mother and your father and your brother and your sister. But I have a problem stealing, too. But I just steal from the job. I'm like, but, you know, I don't even know these people. I steal from it. It's not the same thing. It's not that big of a deal. Like, it's the same thing. Both of them are wrong. Don't do it. Or sometimes we give bad advice when it comes to judging. It's like, man, you, you shouldn't cheat on your wife, man. Like, you should just do like I do. Just watch a little porn or just watch the woman. I don't touch them. It's like, man, that's bad advice. That is not God fearing advice. And that's something we got to look at. What does the law say? What does God's word say? And something that we really can do, especially there are times where we're going to struggle with things. And we like, man, I don't want to call this person out because I struggle with it too. admit that struggle to that person. And then all of a sudden you might be able to gain an accountability person partner. Hey, I struggle with this. I happen to see you struggling with this. Just think about that approach right there. How different that is versus saying, Ooh, you doing some wrong. And I, you, I can't believe you're doing that wrong. You're, you're being vulnerable in a loving, compassionate way and letting somebody know you don't think you're holier than thou. And you're admitting your sin and letting them know that this sin is not cool. It's not right. And in fact, I need to make some changes too, but I also see that you need to make some changes. And then all of a sudden with that, you could gain an accountability partner and be like, hey, we need to make this happen. We need to start leaning on God and doing this a different way versus doing it the world's way. That's a non-microwave truth for you right there. And, and with judging, it's not there to expose somebody and dump on them and poo-poo, but like they ask for the truth. So you get to be blunt and you get to be rude. It's not about putting their baggage out into the entire world. Like you don't need to post it on social media. You don't need to go run and tell every single person. 
No, that, that's not at all what you do. But you ask for the truth. I didn't ask you to tell the entire world. Matthew 18, verse 15 to 17 tells us how to do it. It says, if your brother or sister sins. Now, remember, what, what is the sin? You have to look at God's word to know what a sin is. It's not about what you think is cool or what's acceptable or not acceptable to culture, because that stuff changes like the wind. Or I should change, say changes like Wisconsin's weather. We had 80 degree weather the other day. And now it's 30 degrees. But um, yes, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. Like I said, don't put it on social media. Don't tell the entire world. If you if they listen to you, you have won them or over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along. Now, notice it said one or two others. Don't take the messiest, most gossipiest people. You take some people that fear God, some people that can keep a secret, some people that can keep it on a low. Don't take the loudest people. Don't take the people that's going to um, try to expose them. Oh, guess what T? I, I got the T. Let me tell you. Don't take those type of people. Don't take them. It says so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. That could be a community. That could be a, a group of believers. It says, and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. That means don't have anything to do with them. You don't have to cut them off. Now, what becomes hard when you're judging at times is should you judge any and everything? And sometimes there there are going to be things that's like, I don't know. So you don't have to put a judgment toward, towards it. And I think that's especially tough when somebody seems to be turning leaf or they once acted this way and now they're acting this way. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this judgment. You can love them. You can even love them from afar. You don't have to hate them from afar. Now, we have to realize that God is going to take care of this anyways. And this is just a passage that just reminds us like, all right, God is still in control. God is still going to be the one who, who makes the ultimate judgment. Matthew 7 verse 21 tells us, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. Did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. So we just got to remember God is the ultimate judge and we don't have to judge each and every thing. Now, what should we do when people reject um, that correction or what do when people when people reject that truth? What, what should we do? How should we handle that? Matthew 10 verse 14 tells us. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Shake the dust off your feet means leave them alone. And I just want to point out, listen to your word. Just talking about words that you are speaking that you know or have gotten from God's word. God's word is the ultimate truth. Titus 3 verse 10 tells us, warn the device a person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. Now, this is tough because what if this is somebody that, that you truly love? What if this is somebody you have a ton of history with, somebody that you grew up with? It makes us clear, like when you have that judgment and you see the fruits of their deeds and you see it's going against God's word, you have to realize that's going to influence you in a negative way. And that's the tough part sometimes of cutting people off or loving them from a distance. And I mean, like you can't even touch the person distance. And, and like I say, sometimes you got to throw it. And if it comes back, it comes back with a boomerang. I call it a boomerang. But if you throw it and it doesn't come back, you got to let it be. Don't go pick it up because that's how some of us get in, in trouble. When you have those judgments, when you have those things and people show you who, are, who they are, you, you got to believe it. And you got to trust that. Have nothing to do with them. Turn away from them. Now, on this episode of True or False, Only God Can Judge Me, 
I just got to remind you that the ultimate judge, though, is our God. The ultimate judge, especially when you're talking about from a, a heaven or hell sense, who gets heaven or hell? That's that's our Lord and Savior. The first part of James chapter four, verse 12 breaks it down very well on who God is, because sometimes people look at God and they just say he's this judge who just wants to send people to hell. There is no love. There's no compassion. All he wants to do is, is wrath. But it's like our God is is complex. He's not just that. He's a lot of things wrapped up. And he's a God of love. You, you got to remember that God is love. The Bible is the ultimate love story. And Jesus is the ultimate love story. First part of James chapter four, verse 12 says this. It says there is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. Sometimes people just focus on that destroy part, but you got to focus on that who is able to save part. You have to focus on that save part. Now, as Christians, we can welcome judgments. We can welcome judgments because when you think about it, our God, he's the perfect judge. He's such a perfect and loving judge that he took our place. He took our guilty sentence and he paid that sentence. He did the time for you and for me. So in, in thinking about Jesus, Jesus didn't come down to this earth and tap into his divine power and just use it all the time and coast through life. Like, no, he experienced life as a human being, like not a rich human being too, like a, a person who was at the bottom of the totem pole. Jesus did that. There is no one whom God does not want saved. And because of Christ's life, his death and his resurrection, we have been declared not guilty. The same person who judges you is the same person who is your defense attorney. Now, think about that. Think about that. The same person who judges you is also your defense attorney who went on your behalf, who did the time for you. Isaiah 33 verse 22 says this to wrap it up. It says, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. By grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me in this episode of True or False, Only God Can Judge Me. So when people ask you that, it's kind of like, ish, kind of, I mean. But at the end of the day, God does want us to judge. And he wants us to do it a certain way. He wants us to do it out of love. He wants us to do it to, to point people from, from their wickedness. If you like this episode, loved it, Hit the five star, leave a review, send it to a friend and tune in next week. Next week's episode will be another true or false. True or false. Should you follow your heart? Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.